Hey guys, welcome back to the weekly. This is a new segment. We're just going to give it a try. As you can see, we've got Mr. Luke. Hi, everyone. Luke is uh, behind the scenes a ton. You probably have seen him in a couple uh, webinars or you definitely read a lot of his work that he puts out as he is the mastermind behind our blog and really does some amazing work there. Um, but Luke does a ton of industry research and we always talk about this stuff. And so I figure why don't we just record it while we talk about it and just kind of give these uh, more industry things that we're pulling or hearing from vendors or partners and be able to share it with everybody else. So this is the weekly. So there, a few months ago, there was a, a cotton ban uh, floated by the United States and the price of cotton has gone up a bunch. Uh, it, you know, it's like a, core component of everything we do, right? The raw material cotton. And about 80% of all the cotton in the world is produced in one province in China, and it's the Xinjiang province, which is sort of in like, you know, northwestern China, up near Mongolia. Mm -hmm. And uh, you may have heard about some of the political strife with the Uyghurs and detention camps and forced labor being used to, to produce cotton. So the U.S. banned cotton and tomatoes from Xinjiang province. And that's 80% of Chinese cotton. And that was when though, that was, uh, wasn't that like five years ago? Four no, years it wasn't ago? five years ago. I mean, the U S has always banned forced labor from, from imports. That's always been a thing, but they've kind of looked, you know, two things. One, we've kind of looked the other way. And the other thing is that, uh, it's always hard to source where the actual cotton comes from because even Got the U S exports a huge amount of the cotton that, that we produce to be turned into textiles overseas. So 80% of the Chinese cotton industry has been disrupted. And, you know, frankly, people expect cheap cotton goods. Um, you know, cotton trades in like a really narrow range when you look at the long-term trading trajectory. Um, I've got a good picture of this and, you know, it spiked one time in 2011 um, and actually asked uh, a good friend of ours what, what was going on in 2011. And he told me that it was more of a technical issue in the market with hoarding and some contracts not being fulfilled and it's kind of a bottleneck being created in the actual structure of the market. It wasn't like a supply crunch or a demand crunch or anything like what's happening now where the actual underlying conditions are very different. Um, the demand has changed because of the pandemic. The supply has changed because of the political and, and, and you know, social ramifications of the supply chain ban and, uh, things have just changed. So the price has gone up in this volatile environment, but, uh, you know, this is a little bit different than I think 2011 and it's going to affect the industry differently. And it's interesting to see that almost a year after this policy was announced, it's really starting to have a, a deep effect on, on what's going on with the cotton supply chain. So who knows where this goes from here? Yeah, super interesting. And I'm reading here in this article. So in 2020, uh, administration banned imports because of that forced labor. So it seems like it was definitely a further ban from that region in China, which is like you said, that highest producer, um, which has driven the prices up over the last you know, eight months up another 40% and just a huge skyrocket over uh, end of September, early October. Yeah, it's another one of those, you know, hockey stick graphs that's just, things are just shooting straight up. You've got next level. I know everybody's gotten the emails from uh, them changing and pushing prices up directly, which is just going to funnel down to everybody else. Now, hopefully though, 
most people's pricing matrices are, are a multiple of whatever their goods are and not uh, a set price. Yeah, if you're going to raise your prices, now is the time to do it to get ahead of the curve because you can see that they've held off on you know letting these these prices go down the chain, but it's really starting to hit everyone now. Um, you know, even most of the raw cotton grown in the United States is exported to you know Vietnam, China, Bangladesh, and turned into thread there because we don't have the the textile industry we used to. So uh, things are just changing. This is this is I think a, a real change and not just a temporary you know up price goes up for a while, but maybe it will be. I don't know. Super interesting. And then, because uh, I know you reported back on Sanmar also adjusting prices, which everybody got, what, a month ago, two months ago? Yeah, I think that that was uh, last last quarter, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I didn't know that, that the majority of the cotton was made here, though, but then sent boats to China to be woven and then sent back. You know, there's that famous tag about like Egyptian cotton, but uh, I think there was some statistic that 90% of the fabric marketed as Egyptian cotton is from somewhere else. So the cotton supply chain is really complex and, uh, you know, really a, a global affair. So if something goes wrong one place, it goes wrong everywhere. <laughs> and we're going to have uh, uh, Chris Blakesley, president of Bella Canvas and Aloe Yoga at Print Hustlers Conf. Um, Bella is the... the is really, really helping to, to pull off this conference, which is no easy task. So that's going to be exciting. You guys can definitely write in your questions and we can ask them as well. Uh, they have such an incredible insight to that supply chain. But uh, I know everybody's been working super hard to, to get everybody the garments. But, you know, as you can see, if you don't place those orders, uh, they literally are not there or cannot be there by the end of the day. I was just going to say, do you think there's an interesting potential on this pushing uh possibility of alternative like the the whole recycled um polyester fabrics or um y you know maybe other regions for example for us or, or, or not I, I guess it's it's hard to tell too especially because certain types of garments are needed in certain uh by certain types of customers too well, I mean, the thing to think about is the, the consumer really sits at the top of the supply chain. So if they won't pay the prices, things will change. You know, maybe maybe poly will become more common. I mean, I think we'll definitely see some underlying changes in consumer behavior if T-shirts become $40. Uh, but right now we're not talking about that just yet. So, Where can people find the Weekly Luke to be able to sign up for, the, for your newsletter? It's at printavo.com slash blog slash newsletter. All right. You guys can be able to join. Thanks so much for joining this week's weekly with the guy. See you in the next one.